and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 57. This week my lovely guest is DJ Martin and we share a few things in common. We're both DJ, obviously, and we both write about witches, although DJ Martin is a witch, and uh, we are both uh, women of a certain age, I believe. So DJ will be telling us all about her books and um, stick around for the interview section. So at my desk this week, well, at my desk this week, I've been faffing about um, trying to get some assets made for my upcoming book, The Midwitch. Now, I've looked through all the shutter, well, not all the Shutterstock stuff, but much Shutterstock and other stock photo image stuff, trying to find some kind of witchy images that I want to use as a backdrop for my book covers on things like social media, you know, such as Instagram and Twitter and general Facebook adverts and that kind of thing. And I've looked and I've looked and I've looked and I know that whenever you're doing any kind of artwork where you're going to manipulate an image, you're going to spend a you know quite a few hours going through this stuff, trying to find stuff that really, you know, is speaking to and is going to work for whatever you've got in mind. Anyway, um, I've looked and I've looked and I really can't find anything that really absolutely resonates with me. It's almost like the the pictures that are on there are kind of a bit too witchy, if you see what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's pretty tricky really so in the end I've decided to kind of put that to start to side and um not look anymore for those images that I feel I might have the images in my head too much in order to try and find them so I thought I'd have a little go at taking some photographs and try and build my own kind of witchy aesthetic because what I'm looking for is something a bit cottagey a bit English and a bit herby and a bit kind of cup of tea on the side and witchcraft if you see what I mean not like there's a lot of pictures out there with you know dark looking spell books and you know little daggers and you know various files and odds and ends and it's all looking you know um a, a bit Halloween really which is kind of not what I want so so that's what I've been doing so I've kind of picked I've got loads and loads of herbs in the garden so I've, I've kind of picked lots of herbs and I've kind of put them up on the on the pine table and and I kind of try to build some some images that I can use and manipulate myself. And I'll, I'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously, if it doesn't really work and I'm still kind of not getting the look that I like, then maybe I'll find a different stock image company and go through their stuff and see what, what I can find and perhaps find something else which is a bit better. Because it, it's tricky, really, when you're kind of looking for this kind of herby thing. And I ended up looking at, at things that were really aimed at... Um, uh, spa houses kind of thing but then it kind of looked like a you know it would always have a like a rolled towel in the background or something which of course is not what I want either and I really don't want to have to you know buy an image and then have to go to the trouble of actually cutting it to pieces and faffing about you know really you want an image that you can just use and and you know uh, plant it in with other images that you've got anyway so that's what I've been doing I mean faffing around it took far much far much longer than you think it is you think oh, this is only be an hour or so but of course you know several hours later when you've kind of got you know cameras on tripods and you're faffing around with the light and things like that but anyway hopefully I've got a you know I've got a good stack of images now that I'm going to have a look at and I'll probably have another little look at those probably next week and start you know putting together some images that I can use so happy days so that's what I've been doing it is sort of at my desk but kind of not come and have a listen to DJ Martin fascinating lady i know you're gonna love her this week on the words and pictures podcast my guest is dj martin now dj martin writes about herbs she writes non-fiction but she also writes some 
paranormal women's fiction, which I also write. Now, the thing about DJ and I is we obviously we say we share the same name. She's a Deborah. I'm a Deborah. We both go under the DJ thing. So, DJ, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, do people actually think you're a DJ and that you're into music quite a lot? Because I get that. (laughs) Actually, that's how I got my nickname. I'm Deborah J. And when I was in college, I worked on the college radio station and the resident assistant of the, the house that I lived in started calling me DJ the DJ and it sort of stuck. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Well, my, mine came from an error. I, I wrote it somewhere and I forgot to put the D and the dot and the J on something that I was writing. And so people thought that the DJ was like the whole thing. And they began to call me that. And it's kind of stuck ever since. So sort of 20 years later, you know, it's it's kind of become my nickname, but I have no musical thing for it but I get followed a lot on 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 social media because they think you're a DJ and they send you their first album or something and say a lot of rappers for some reason <laughs> I've gotten a lot of emails um asking me to to work parties and stuff like that and I, I look at the email and go wait a minute did you not see where you sent it it's dj at author djmartin.com they they just pay no attention they look at the initials it's really yeah, strange yeah it is it is quite fun yeah I, well I have quite a few uh, quite a few rappers follow me on social media and I I've always wished them good luck with their whatever it is they're doing and uh, and then <laughs> uh, and then say you know I'm actually an author but anyway it's all good fun uh, <clears throat> so DJ um you're you're writing about herbs and uh, and the and the green witch stuff and that kind of thing um and I'd love to talk about, about that as well. But the funny thing is we're both releasing a women's paranormal fiction book on the same day, the 28th of August. Um, now, I picked the 28th of August because it's the day after my lovely sister's birthday. So I thought I won't have it on her birthday. I'll have it on the day after. And I like eight as a number for things. I don't know why. I feel it's a lucky number. Why the 28th for you? Um, It was... It's almost two years from the release of the, the prior book in this yep. series. And um, it just seemed to be a, a perfect day for it. It gave me enough time to, to do the run up to it and, you know, all the promotional stuff that you need to do. It gave me time to get um, early reviews from, from ARCs and things like that. It, it wasn't a specific date okay I'm going to do this because I like the date or whatever it was a logical date based on a timeline right. you sound you see you're also an accountant so you're much more logical than me <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm mine's an accountant. A whim. <laughs> yeah I'm an accountant and I'm a stereotypical Virgo so you know it, it sort of goes yeah, hand so in nice hand. and tidy that everything's all yes all, all organized so so this book that you're releasing then is a, a paranormal women's fiction um story uh and for readers or listeners that don't realize that this is a very up-and-coming genre and it generally um the protagonist is usually an older woman a woman of a certain age a bit like you and me actually dj um and it's it's got a bit of usually got a bit of um paranormal something in it and like me your thing has got sort of witchcraft and things like that in it and yours is uh, part of a series called reclaiming herself would you like to tell me a little bit about that Reclaiming Herself is the second book in what I call the Blue Ridge series. They say, and I'm putting quotation marks around the they, that you should write what you know. And so I know where I live. It's the mountains of North Georgia. I know about women 
actually my protagonist is younger than I am, but I got really tired of reading uh, main characters who are younger than my children. So writing, writing about an older woman was really good. And then um, in, in this book, adding the witchcraft aspect of it and the magic aspect of it into it, it, this one just flowed. I started writing a different book and my heart kept saying, I want to write a book about a witch. And so I opened up a new document and started writing and it just, it really flowed. It didn't take me that long to write it in the greater scheme of things. And so it's set here in the North Georgia mountains and it's a woman whose magic manifests, uh, shall we say later in life and how she deals with all that and the problems that happens when she moves up here to the mountains from Atlanta. Yes. Cause you moved from, a different place you haven't always lived there have you so you probably can understand what it's like to move somewhere new yeah we've been here almost 20 years and we moved from a suburb of Atlanta but both my husband and I have lived all over the place and when we decided to make a move it was you know neither one of us really liked living in the city so we started looking for places up here yeah, it's lovely, lovely, I think, to, to have, a, have a clear place. So is it set in an actual place? So it's very much exactly where you are, or is it a kind of, yeah? Yes. Oh, that, that's interesting. Because um, I was talking to another author a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how we make, we both make up some places in 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 Britain, if you like, that, that seem very mm -hmm. real. They seem very British, but actually they're just made up. And some people say, well, where is that? I kind of think I've been there. And I think, well, actually, yeah, because you know, it's got all the elements of a little English village, but actually it doesn't exist. So so you're using real, real places that, you know, that's that's interesting. Um, tell me about your magic system. Did you have to uh, do you just kind of make it up as you go along? Do you plan it out how it works? Do, do you have a kind of a feel um, for what it? she what she does um well i'm a witch so knowing how that works for me is something that i don't have to actually invent and so the way her magic manifests i mean admittedly it's there's a little bit of fantasy there because when i when i do a spell i don't see the magic she does um, but as far as her potion making and some of the other things that she does, they're all based in fact. Yeah, that, that's lovely because you've got something real to base it on. Obviously, I'm unfortunately not a witch. I'm making all my stuff up. Um, but I've read a lot of books by like people like yourself. And obviously, I've got yours on my list now <laughs> um, because it's very interesting to read some books about actual people that are witches so that you can have, a, you know, a I don't know, base your fantasy, obviously I'm writing fantasy, or you're, you're basing some of your writing on, on stuff that you really understand and really know about, but it's good if you can base it in a bit more truth, I find, if you can do a bit of that kind of research. Yeah, fascinating stuff. So you you call yourself a green witch, DJ. Um, tell tell me about mm -hmm. that. What what does that mean for you? Um, for me, it's it's more about I'm very tied to the earth. And I try very hard not to hurt the earth or any of its inhabitants. Um, we have a lot of woodland creatures around here. As a matter of fact, there's a herd of about eight deer that come roaming through our yard every day. Uh, unfortunately, they have a tendency to munch in my garden, which I don't exactly appreciate, but I don't want to put a fence up for them either. And everything that I do is, is basically earth-based. I work with herbs, obviously. 
Um, and I'm more a, a plant person than I am a crystal person. You know, there are a lot of women that use or witches that use crystals in their in their magic. I don't. Um, and it's just green. Green is is for me is is earth based. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. It's kind of hard to explain. Yes. Well, it's I think it's comes from your core, doesn't it? So it's, it's actually quite hard to explain is it's was how you how, you know how you are you know how, how do you explain that yeah and and do you grow your you know are you a good gardener do things grow for you um I'm a good and a bad gardener when I pay attention to my garden things grow very nicely unfortunately between my schedule and um, my health I'm not out there nearly as often as I would like. So right now my garden is more weeds than anything else, except for my bed of rue, which is going very strong. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. Very, I'm not the gardener here. My husband does the gardening. Um, I, I, I've got no patience for it. I find it's uh, it's not my thing. I saw something about you were felt that you'd like to write this sort of old woman protagonist um, uh, based a little bit on um some of the bosses that you'd had in your life, some of the male bosses. <laughs> that's not, that's not paranormal women's no, that's, fiction. That's straight up urban fantasy. That's the fantasy. urban fantasy. That's your other. That's, yeah, yeah, yes. That's, it. that's straight up urban fantasy. And yeah, the, the boss in that series was more or less based on my former boss. I'm currently self-employed and have been for more than 30 years, but the gentleman that I worked for, before I went solo, there, there's a little bit of him. And then as life has gone on, I've discovered that there's a little bit of a client or two in there too. So yeah, um, most of my characters anywhere have an element of either me or somebody I know in them. I find that I, when I've written some things, it's interesting that quite often people don't recognize themselves I always think that's I always say oh my gosh have I, have I been far too blunt in in in, a, in using this person's traits and and they don't actually recognize themselves which I think is quite funny really <laughs> I've never had anybody you know ask me that of course then again I don't name anybody no, no, I wouldn't that, either. No, you no. know people yeah. are based on um but it's just it, it's elements of personalities it's not one no. main personality it's just yeah. elements so I don't think anybody would recognize himself. And my former boss is now deceased, so I'm not really worried about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lucky for you. <laughs> so you've got all your audio bits and pieces. You've got two series out, um, and and then you've mm -hmm. also got your your nonfiction. What what do you find is easier to market? Is it is it the fiction or the nonfiction? Because I think it's a different a different world for each, isn't it? Because I know we're both oh, very independently much so. published, yes. so um, we're always on this marketing thing. The, the nonfiction for me is easier yeah. um, for one reason there, there isn't, there wasn't as much competition. I mean, when you figure that approximately, I think it's like 3000 fiction books are published every day. It's really hard to get out there uh, because all of my, my nonfiction books have a, a an element of magic in them. It's a smaller market. And I think it's a little bit easier to market that to that niche market. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, and I've heard other people say similarly, you know, that it, it, it's, it's much easier to put a, you know, to, to, you know, exactly where your, 
um, non-fiction is going, you know, who you wrote it for and who you think you would write it for. Sometimes with the fiction, um, which is fun, funny enough is what I'm noticing with the arc readers for my own thing at the moment, is that quite a few younger women have read and liked it. And, I, and yet they were not who I was considering to be my ideal reader. And yet they've come back and said that they liked it, which is great. And obviously a lot of older women, you know, women of a certain age have liked it as well. So, so I think that's the thing with fiction, you know, people that read a lot, read a lot of different things. So I think you can't always put them into a nutshell, you know. I think, I think that's true because I don't read strictly one genre no, myself. Me neither, no. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, other people, read more than one genre too and and might actually drift into the paranormal women's fiction yeah yeah genre. exactly yeah happy days uh do you have um i see you're on facebook and on tiktok um uh which no i'm not, well, not, on, TikTok. not on tiktok i beg your pardon i've got a t here and i'm the word i meant to have said was i see you're on facebook and you're on twitter uh which do you prefer correct yeah. um I have more interaction on Facebook. Yes, me too. But Twitter to me is more interesting. Um, I I just, I haven't been able to really get a lot of interesting things happening on Facebook, especially since they tend to limit what you see to what they think you want to see. Yeah. Whereas Twitter is strictly chronological and I can, you know, scroll through and go back as far as I want, if if necessary, to see what what's happening. It's Twitter mostly for news, but there's you know an element of of authors I follow and and like that. But uh, I get more interaction on Facebook than I do on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Sometimes I find the Twitter a bit quick because it, it's kind of there and it's gone, and then you you sort of. You know, I, I tend to just get in there and retweet and put something up and hope for the best, really. Whereas I quite like the interaction that you get on Facebook. Yeah, interesting stuff. Ah, so you're a wide author, um, DJ. That's clever. Now I started off wide and I couldn't get on with it. How how is it working out for you? I see you're you're on the Amazon, but you're not exclusive to Amazon, and then you're using D2D to use the to sort of um get on all the other platforms. Yeah. Um, and Ingram Spark for yeah, paperbacks. I used to do. Oh yeah, yes. I do that. Um, Amazon, Amazon is still the majority of my sales, but going wide. Uh, somebody told me several years ago, and I don't remember who it was or or when it was, but somebody told me that Kobo, the e-reader Kobo for Kobo, is actually more popular outside of the United States than Amazon is, and. I have a sister living in Toronto. She uses a Kobo e-reader. So it, it seemed to me that going wide would be the best option. And using Ingram Spark for paperbacks, that way if somebody goes into their local bookstore and they want to order it, 99% of bookstores are not going to order from Amazon, but they will from Ingram yeah. Spark. Yeah. So even though the majority of my sales are still from Amazon, I prefer to keep it wide. Yeah. I may take something back into Kindle Unlimited, um, which is you have to do it for a 90 day period. I may do that, but for the most part, I'm, I'm going to keep it wide so that I have a worldwide audience. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good plan. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, books on the Ingram Spark as well. I I, I do that, but I keep the ebooks exclusive to Amazon. Um, I, I just found it quite hard to sort of get any traction within those other 
things. Um, I don't know. I might give it another go at some point. I must. I must admit, it. It just felt like there was just so many different things to think about. It's just like another thing in your day. But then you're an accountant. You're probably quite good at maths and getting it all sorted. I'm feeling you have spreadsheets and things. I think you're quite organised with it. That I have lots of spreadsheets to track, lots of information. Yes, exactly. You do. I just know it. <laughs> Yeah, so not just not just a random Plus, you know, it, and let's hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And you know, I have uh, accounting books, you know, for tracking sales and, and all of that. It it's just it's what I do. Yeah, and actually <laughs> even if I didn't do it for a living, I would still be very nitpicky about numbers. Yeah, I think that's nice. And it's probably a really good combination to have that creativity on the one hand and then have that that nice regimented sorting out head in the other thing. Yes. Uh, I, I'm the typical author. To I'm like honest, one of the, the creative <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, the creativity was nothing I ever imagined. The the fiction nonfiction books were really easy to write because it's very logical. You know, I did my research, laid everything out, and 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 did it. Um, the creativity I never thought I would write a fiction book. That was never in my brain at all. And one day a short story popped into my head, and it's like, well, okay. So I I wrote it down and showed it to my husband. And he said, you know, this has the makings of a book. And I looked at him and said, really? Okay. And so I fleshed it out. And that was in 2013, I think. So it's been 10 years, yeah. which surprises yeah. me. And what, what are you working on now? What's your work in progress? Um, I'm working on getting Reclaiming Herself out. Um, I'm having a lot of difficulty with my eyes. And so the before the eye strain kicks in, I have to do my client work. So I'm not really writing anything right now. The third book in the Blue Ridge series is probably about 30% written. That was when I was, a, I really want to write a book about a witch and switched over. So I will go back at some point in time and finish that book, but not until I can look at a computer screen for quite a while without getting yeah. a strain. Is, it, is there another way you could hit the writing? Could you do it um, by dictation or something like that? I I thought about that, but... I am a, a word person. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I like Twitter more than say Instagram, because I'm not pictures. And I do a lot of editing as I write. I'll write something out and go, no, that's not quite right. And erase it and, and start over. And I just don't see how dictation would work with my kind of writing. And then the other thing too is, is that my husband is retired. He's home. He doesn't need to listen to me rattle on. For hours at a time so I just that's figured a really, I'll, that's I'll get a really to it when I get to it. <laughs> I like that. You don't, you don't want to ask me. I know what you mean though because I find when I'm editing and and I, I tend to uh, edit the stuff that I wrote the day before as I go into the next day of writing and and one of the ways that I do it is I, I read it out loud which kind of slows my brain down because I'm dyslexic and everything just flows you know it's all too quick it's like it's like everything's I can't explain how my mind is it's like everything's flick like this and I need to mm -hmm. stop it and if I read it then I see it more if I read it aloud but I much prefer reading aloud if he's out fishing or he's gone up the other end of the garden or something so you do feel a bit a bit of, a, a bit of an idiot I don't know why and I and I realized this morning I was reading out loud do, doing some stuff 
And then I thought, oh, my Lord, have I actually just read this sex scene aloud with the windows open? I'm sure the I'm sure the <laughs> single gentleman who lives next door is sitting in his garden having his breakfast. And I sort of got up very quiet, closed the window and thought, please don't let that happen. But anyway, it's happened now. Happy days. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, it's uh, yeah, it is funny. Um, do you find you can write in in a in a a busy household some people writing cafes or when all the family are over I have to go and lock myself away on the whole how about you I honestly have never even attempted that you know we're empty nesters and say family don't come over or anything and we he has his man cave and and I have my woman cave the loft of the house is mine nice. and so it's my office and my writing area and I just, when I switch areas, I switch brains. If I'm sitting at my desk, it's logical work. If I go over to my writing area, that's where the, the creativity happens. And so I have never tried. And, and also given the fact that the closest cafe is about 30 minutes away. Um, I, I have never tried yeah. that. So I don't know how I would work. Yeah, no, I can't. I I need a bit of space. I've got a little tiny room here and, and it's got all my bits and pieces in it. And I come in, I close the door. The dog's usually, actually, she's not in here today, but she's usually sat on the couch behind me. And um, yeah, happy days. Um, which, as I mentioned the dog, uh, do you have any, any close companion animals as lots of witches do have? We have four cats. Four. Um, four. Uh, two of them are 12 and two of them are almost 10. So they, this is their house and we maintain it for their comfort. And, um, as a matter of fact, I'm surprised one of the older cats is, is my husband has started calling him Velcro kitty because he will not leave me alone. And, and I'm honestly shocked. He's not up here. He usually is if I get on the telephone and I'm talking to a client, all of a sudden he's in my face meowing and I'm going, okay, hush up, Max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he I'm, he apparently isn't hearing me, which is actually quite fine. Yeah, yeah I think it is funny. Yes, I've usually got the whippet here. She's used, but my husband's out doing some jobs in the garden. So I think she's getting a game of ball out there, which is far more interesting. Yes, happy days. Yes, it's nice to have some some um, some creatures. And what about your protagonist? Does she have a familiar um, yes, she does. Only it's not a cat or a dog. It's a crow. crow. Mm -hmm. Who are also quite prevalent up here. We've got, uh, I think it so lasts. Weird. My, my protagonist has a magpie on her shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah? So it's very weird. We need to read each other's stuff because it's actually too, too weird all this stuff. And I told you, I'd, I'd love to read your book. It's just, I can't <laughs> read right now. I'm stuck listening to audio books, which just irritates. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sort but... out the audio book. In the, in, obviously I've got all the sound equipment. I need to just sit quietly and read it through and get it organized. Yes. Happy days. When it's audio, I'll send you a copy, but uh, yes. How funny. So she's got a crow. Interesting. And, and actually they always seem to look like they, they look like they're going to say something. I always think crows. You know, we, we had a couple on the fence this afternoon and they, they're so kind of, they, they look at you with their BDI. They're quite clever birds, aren't they? They're extremely clever. Um, if you go to any of my social media pages today, you'll see that I posted about a crow. Um, now, you see, 
there's something in your bio, DJ, that hasn't really come across. You reckon that you're a grumpy witch. I don't, I'm not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it's 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 what it says on your exclamation box. I wrote down it says grumpy witch. Oh dear. Actually, um it it came from a witchcraft forum that I was on several years ago. And I really do not have the patience for what a lot of people call fluff. And so I kind of expressed my opinion, if you will, in no uncertain terms about a few things. And people started calling me several names. I was like, hey, okay, you know, I own it. I don't have a problem with that. And I don't, I really do not have patience for, um, let's see, what word should I use? Unintelligence? Lack of intelligence? And I, I do come across as, as very grumpy um, or some other similar words quite often if you know if if i have a tendency because if i express my opinion you're going to know exactly what i mean i do not couch it in in nice language well that's right i think you're just and, forthright dj i think that's right i can work with that i can i can do that because <laughs> you, you seem perfectly fine to me no i think sometimes and sometimes i think it's a bit of the the older woman as well i i think you get to a point where you just got to tell it like it is, and and I I find I'm am I on a short fuse now? I think in some areas I'm I'm more patient, and in some areas I'm less patient. It's kind of odd, um, but yeah, I do I do tend to uh, not suffer fools myself and tell them what I think if they really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so getting back to the witchcraft because it's a fascinating thing. Um, What's your favorite spell? What's the what's the something that you, is, is something that you do often? I don't do big spells often, especially not at this stage of my life. Things are fairly settled. Um, what I do do is little ones um, over the course of time. If I, like if I'm cleaning my house, I'm going to do something that cleanses it as well. Yeah. Um, I, when we bought the place, I put up protection spells around the property. If I feel a need, I'll go renew them. But as far as big stuff, I don't have a need for that anymore. Yeah, I, I find, um, you see, I'm saying I'm not a witch, but I would say that I'm, I'm very superstitious that I got from my mother. Um, so I, I do, I do funny things that I just think of as superstition, but maybe it's more witchcraft than I realize. I, 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 um, uh, when the house over the road got burgled, you found me putting salt all around the boundary, and and mm-hmm. uh, and I and I do burn sage regularly to clean my space, especially if somebody's been in the house that I don't like. Uh, and I'm very funny about people. Uh, if they come in my house in one door, they must leave by the same door. I I find it very upsetting if they come through the house and they've visited and they go out the back door. If they came in the front, they have to go out the door that they came in. Otherwise, I feel they leave their luck or be it good or bad in my house so I want them to take it whatever they've got I want it out <laughs> and I've got loads of these things I don't scissors drive me mad as I well. don't do that simply because um the easiest door to we don't have a back door per se we have a front door and three basement doors so people normally aren't going to come in one and go out yeah. the other um 
Also, be careful sprinkling the salt because unless you're really close to the ocean, it's not very good for your land-based oh, plants. Oh, I'm right in the ocean. Yeah, oh, you yes, are? Literally. Oh, yeah. awesome. I live, live li literally awesome. five, four minutes walk. Right, We're right by the sea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't think about that. They think about sprinkling salt for protection. I'm going, uh, hang on a second. You know, your, your plants aren't going to like yeah. that. Um, my favorite herb for almost anything is rosemary. Yes, I like rosemary. Yeah. There, and I, that's what I use to cleanse uh, because we don't really have that many visitors. I don't really feel a need to clean some, cleanse somebody's energy out of my house, but I have done yeah. it when a neighbor came up um, unexpectedly and, and it's somebody that I don't like. Yeah. So as soon as he left, it was like, all right, I'm going to get his energy out yeah. of the house. But we live in the country. We are very isolated and we don't really see that many people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's funny how you have these these things that you do. I just do what my mother did, really. And I have a thing about scissors. I cannot bear to see scissors left out, especially if they're open. It says scissors, I, I don't, or blades of any sort. If we go, if we go, we'll quite often hire cottages and go and stay in them if we're sort of holidaying in Britain. And if there's a knife block in the kitchen, the first thing I do is I have to put it in a cupboard. I can't, I don't like to see knives out. I have a thing about it, which is a, which is a well, weird thing. if you come thing. visit me, remind me of that. Yeah. And I'll take the, I'll take the <laughs> knife block off my countertop and yeah, put it yeah, away. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that's bad energy, like blades and stuff like that. And even when I was a hairdresser, this is how ingrained it is. Even when I was a hairdresser well, in my youth, you know, very long time ago, and I would never leave my blades out on the trolley. They always had to go in the drawer underneath literally in, in between i put them all away and then get get what i need i would never leave all the razors out or anything i always put them away oh my hairstylist doesn't but she has a full case yeah. for yeah. hers and they all go back in the case when she's oh, right. done did with she them did she shut the case <laughs> Perhaps she's, 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 she's no she does and at least i haven't seen her do so yeah. so what what but what's yeah, your favorite she... superstition do you have a do you have something that you do or do you don't even notice that you do it i wonder what your husband would say get him in i want to know <laughs> <laughs> i i honestly do not know i um i didn't grow up in a superstitious household at all uh, mom was even more unbelieving of virtually everything than I am. And so we didn't have any habits yeah. and I can't think of anything that I'm superstitious about. I don't have, the only thing that, that I can say is that I'm one of those, a place for everything and everything in its mm. place. And I get really upset when something gets moved. And I have to put it back. Oh, I think that's being, that's that's, being a Virgo, I think. <laughs> we'll let you have I that. Did, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I have no idea. I can't think of any superstition that I oh, have. Oh, gosh, I have so many. And, and it's funny how things that you that kind of uh, rub off on you in childhood stay with you. And you don't really notice. Yeah, Very you don't really so. notice. And then uh, some somebody did something the other day. And I, and I thought, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. And I think they were picking picking lilac. That's a funny one. And they were they were picking lilac in their garden. I thought, oh, they mustn't, they shouldn't pick the lilac. That's bad luck. Is <laughs> what was my immediate thought, which is obviously something from my mum, you know. And uh, yeah, very funny. Yes, happy day. So, DJ, where can people find you online? What's your website? Uh, website is www.authordjmartin.com. 
Facebook slash author DJ Martin, Twitter at author DJ Martin, Instagram at author DJ Martin. Everything is is the same, not so people can remember, but so I can remember. <laughs> yes, and me. Yeah, so that makes it a lot easier. So I like it when it's all the same. I think it's better because it, it's easier for people to find. But I will put all that in the show notes for you and your Amazon page and all those bits and pieces so people people can okay. find all your amazing stuff. Anyway, well, it's lovely to have you. Thanks for coming on the Words and Pictures podcast. And well, I Thank you so much I for having me. Lots of luck as we bring out our book on the 28th of August. <laughs> so that was DJ Martin. And I think you'll agree that she wasn't a grumpy witch at all. She was a very nice witch. And her book, Reclaiming Herself, will be out the same time as my book, The Midwitch both out on the 28th of August so have a look out for them. Okay so next week my guest is Rosie Travers and Rosie Travers writes feel-good fiction with a twist and with another fascinating guest. So don't forget the Words and Pictures podcast comes out every Monday. Tell your mates, um, let's try and spread the love and uh, if you don't get the show notes, if they didn't pop up wherever you downloaded the podcast or you're listening on Alexa and you want to get hold of some of those links you can find them on my website uh, which is www.djbowmansmith.com. You can also find me as a children's author at tigermolly.com. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next time, bye-bye.